Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you're here for the first time, my name is Karina. I'm a certified personal trainer and licensed massage therapist based out of New York. And my goal here is to provide you with valuable fitness insights and inspire you to adopt a healthier lifestyle by applying simple strategies. Today, I'm super excited to share with you a guest. Her name is Jonah Morales Thompson. She specializes in gut health. Jonah has a master's in nutrition. She's a holistic health coach. She's a, um, a prior NASM certified personal trainer, so she has that knowledge background, and she also has a bachelor's in community health education. I follow Jonah on Instagram at Leaky Gut Wellness. I was getting a lot of value from her posts, particularly one about coffee and its detrimental effects on gut health and what it does to your gut, and so that stopped me uh, that grabbed my attention because I love coffee so I wanted to learn more and we'll learn more about that in this episode our gut is like our second brain and as Jonah explains in the episode not only is it affected by the food that we eat but also our psychological state um, the products that we're using at home and on our skin and the environment So stick around to learn more. There's a lot of golden nuggets in this one. Be sure to check out the show notes for information on how to reach Jonah. Jonah, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your insights with us. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast and to learn from you. Could you tell us a little bit about your background, how long you have been practicing, and what inspired you to specialize in gut health? Well, thank you so much for inviting me um, as your guest, and I'm excited to share uh, what I do and how I help people. And my background is uh, I have a master's degree in uh, human nutrition, and I'm also a health coach. Uh, from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Uh, Prior, I was a personal trainer as well, and I have a BS in community health education. So I absolutely have a passion for teaching people, educating them, empowering them on health and wellness, and in particular with gut health, which has become a a really um, serious condition that people are not aware of, they don't understand it, and uh, so I hope today I can really enlighten a lot of people on how they can take charge of their health, especially when it comes to their gut functioning. Excellent, yeah, and it's a term that I'm hearing more and more loosely, like spread, but I don't know if many people know exactly what it means or its signs and symptoms, so this is going to be very insightful uh, information here. So let's start from the beginning. What is a leaky gut? Yes. So it's important to understand initially how the gut functions and what its purpose is. You Mm -hmm. know, obviously it's for digesting food, but um, we have to understand that the digestive system and our gut in particular is our second brain. So it has a lot of responsibility and it does so much that people don't realize. 
Um, it's also where 70% of our immune system lies. So when you understand that, how, how important the role of the gut is, then it all starts to make sense as to why we develop a disease, why we have symptoms, why we um, become sick. And it's really a progression. And so where it starts is that the gut really is, is trying to wean out the things that are harmful for the body versus those things that are beneficial for the body. So it's looking for the nutrients, whether it's protein, um, it's minerals, um, vitamins, it's looking all, for all those things to come into your, into your body. But at the same time, the job is to also filter out those pathogens, whether it's bad bacteria, fungi, parasites, etc. Now, what happens is that if there's a continuous influx of the bad stuff, right, that's when inflammation and irritation can occur. And there are these gaps or junctions in the intestinal lining wall and they actually allow the good stuff to come in right and trying to filter out those bad things that come into the body as well and when I mean come in meaning that it can pass through and get into our bloodstream which is what it's supposed to do when it comes to nutrients okay but the problem is is that when we get too much of the bacteria the parasites um, chemicals medications those gaps stay open too long and then you have large food particles coming through as well. That's a problem because then they're passing through and getting into our bloodstream and then traveling throughout the body, causing inflammation, causing pain, causing skin issues, causing brain issues, messing with our metabolism, our energy, so many different things. So we end up with a host of different symptoms but we don't realize that it's all related to what's happening in the gut. So that's why it's really important that we understand that we have to really be conscious of what comes in. And not only is it the food that we're eating, but it's also our state of mind. Wow. So if we're in a state of constant stress, that can also cause havoc on our digestive system. And we can dive more into that. And who isn't under stress, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, <laughs> That's why it's so critical that we find what I tell my clients is, how are you managing stress? Because stress could lead to so many other dysfunctions. Um, so it's so super important to find ways to relax and de-stress. What can we do in our day-to-day -day lives to kind of protect ourselves from, from these things? What steps can we take? Well, that's um, a really good question to ask because like you said, you know, we think that, oh, if I eat a clean diet, you know, I'm eating lots of fruits and vegetables, that's that's good enough, I should be healthy. But it's, it's really more than just doing that when it comes to your gut functioning. Uh, there's a misunderstanding that it's only that food, the food that's passing into our digestive system is the culprit, but it's it's more than that. It's the stress, right? Our psychological state, because that affects our hormones, right? We need those um, anti-aging hormones to function properly uh, or the de-stressing hormones to keep our, uh, our cortisol 
in in a balanced state and um, the other part about it too is that anything that we put on our skin anything that we inhale is also going to affect our gut as well so we have to be careful about our skincare products the personal care products they get into those pores they also get into our bloodstream wow. right they're also traveling to our gut right it's it's an all interconnected system it's nothing isolated and functioning by itself so even when you're cleaning your home and you're using clorox bleach or you're using ammonia you're inhaling that right that gets into the nasal passage it gets to the olfactory system it connects to your brain and then it it affects your brain functioning right whether it's brain fog headaches etc right migraines so it's all passing through us so that's why it's so important that we really have to be mindful of what we put in our skin what we clean our homes with um, our thoughts as well they all have an effect on us so if people can start to move towards more natural products right mm-hmm. more non-toxic products right looking at labels reading what the ingredients are my golden rule is that if you cannot pronounce the words and it doesn't give you some sense of what it's related to then yes. you, you're better off not using that and sticking with something very basic like um, vinegar right cleaning your home or baking soda you know things like that and using essential oils which I absolutely love which all natural they're not gonna harm the body but the body will see it as a natural substance right chemically natural so it's not gonna have this toxic effect and cause disruption okay um... Yeah, I, I tried a few years ago. I mean, during the pandemic, it was a bit difficult to not use bleach. I, But after that time period, I started looking into more natural ways to clean the house and to sanitize things. And yes, vinegar, definitely there. And I love essential oils as well. I looked at the, um, there's a lot of, it's tick season here now, springtime in the Hudson Valley. So, uh, when we first moved out here, I bought some tick spray and I looked at the can, started reading the ingredients and I thought, what am I doing? Yeah, this, yeah, I can't pronounce it. And so I looked into more natural ways of protecting ourselves and essential oils was a good uh, route to do that. Um, so very important. And I don't think you we realize that enough that when we smell things, it really does connect to the brain and affect our whole system. How about as we age, are we more susceptible to leaky gut conditions or developing it just because of a lifetime you've been exposed to so many things and yeah. Yeah, age, age is a, a, certainly a big factor. Um, you know, as we've been, you know, as time goes on and we've been on the earth longer and longer, right? We're gonna be enduring lots of different um, ways or factors in terms of affecting our health so whether it's environmental the food that we're eating you know our state of mind they're all going to have an effect in particular when it comes to gut health as we age the the essential things that we need are enzymes and especially digestive enzymes which are going to help break down our carbs the fiber uh, sugars as well as proteins and fats so 
as we get older, we're not producing as much as we used to. And a lot of it has to do also with our diet. So it's important that we're eating certain foods that are rich in enzymes. They should be fresh foods. Locally grown is even better because the fresher the food, the higher amount of enzyme activity is going to be in that food. So it's also that's why it's so important to eat local and eat farm fresh food or even grow your own food. So once you start to get in more enzyme activity in your in your stomach in particular, that's going to help to break down the foods that you ingest. So as you get older, if you're not producing enough enzymes, you can certainly take a supplement. And the supplement will help to do that. It's um, it, it consists of certain things like hydrochloric acid, bile salts, etc. That's going to help to break down those particular food groups so that it gets it into the smallest particle as possible. And then that way you're absorbing as much of the nutrients as possible. You know, the, a lot of the times what happens um, is that, you know, if you're not breaking down the food properly and efficiently, then it could lead to either malabsorption or um, malnourishment, mm. right? So you might see that people have uh, a deficiency in certain vitamins because they're not breaking down their food properly. So that's why it's so important to have enough enzymes either through the food that you're eating or by supplementing or even doing both. And just to clarify too, because I don't think I, I dived into enough of the symptoms because people are not clear too as to how to determine that they have leaky gut. So it's gonna look like a variety of things because it's actually the source of many health conditions. So you might have gas, you might have bloating, belching, indigestion, again, because you can't break down the foods, you don't have enough enzymes. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could be constipation, or it could be diarrhea, or it could be both. It could be brain fog, having difficulty focusing, concentrating, memorizing. It could be neurological, you might feel very nervous. It could be anxiety, it could be depression, it could be aches and pains especially in the muscles or in the joints. It's a whole host of conditions. And when those symptoms progress over time, that's when it becomes serious and significant because a lot of these symptoms, because of leaky gut, can progress to autoimmune conditions like Mm -hmm. Hashimoto's, lupus is also tied to specific health conditions like type 1 diabetes, type 2 diabetes, um, schizophrenia. Uh, that one surprised me. Yes, arthritis, mm-hmm. etc. It's and then eventually cancer. And then after cancer, you know, we all know what the, that that turn can be, you know, it could lead to death if we're not making changes. Yeah. I'm going to backstep a little bit in where we were talking about foods, uh, food that aid us, that help our gut. You said uh, to eat local foods, whole local foods to get in those digestive enzymes. How about foods? What foods might not be might be harming us? So that's also important to know. So Mm -hmm. you want to reduce the amount of processed foods that you're eating and when I say processed, it means foods that are in a box, that's a mix, 
for that cereal, that dry crackers, things of that sort. Um, also the oils, there are certain oils that are inflammatory to the gut, such as canola oil, oil, soybean oil, grapeseed oil, vegetable oil. So you want to avoid foods such as those. Also, alcohol has um, a major effect on the digestive system. Mm -hmm. It reduces the functioning of the enzymes in the gut. So then, guess what? You're not breaking down your food. Also, coffee is a big disruptor of the, of the digestive system. Um, so these are different things that you can start to look at to start to steer away from, reduce, mm -hmm. lower. Um, and then bringing foods that are more alive and more um, high in enzyme activity and also foods that have a variety of probiotics mm. such as fermented foods, raw foods like raw dairy or raw cheese because they have a lot of enzyme activity as well as probiotics which is going to really give us this beautiful balance of bacteria in our gut you know, we typically have um, about 80%, 80-85% of healthy bacteria. And then we have about like 15% of the bad bacteria, you know. So you always want to keep that balance of the good bacteria. Once that gets out of balance and there's too much of the bad bacteria or bacteria in the wrong place of the digestive tract, that's when all these problems start to happen and you have all of these symptoms that I mentioned before. So, you know, bringing in foods like kefir, which is a, um, a fermented milk. Um, your best sourcing is goat or sheep's milk because it's more digestible. Mm -hmm. Cow's milk is, is okay if you can't get access to, to goat or cow um, or sheep. But um, if you do choose cow's milk, there's a particular protein that's more digestible. It's called A2, and you can find that nowadays in um, whole foods, in the yogurt in particular. So if you're looking for a highly digestible yogurt, look for A2. And a lot of the farm fresh, uh, or the farm, farm produced yogurts that are local especially, okay. might have this type of uh, yogurt and cows, cow sourcing. So um, that will make it more digestible for the gut. And um, you know, also kimchi, like I mentioned, sauerkraut is great. It's another mm -hmm. great fermented food. Um, also, you know, a lot of people are, are eating lots of raw vegetables. And that can be okay for people who don't have issues with their gut lining. Okay. But if you have a lot of gas and bloating, the indigestion, then it could be because enough, you don't have enough of the enzymes. So, or enough of the good bacteria. So instead of having it raw, cook your vegetables. You're still okay. gonna get nutrients from it. Um, you'll still get fiber from it. You know, just cook it slightly, not to the point where it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> just so that's slightly tender and it'll be more easily um, digestible for your system. And are certain vegetables more nutritious um, if they're slightly cooked or raw? It's, it's does that vary from vegetable to vegetable? Well, the cruciferous vegetables like the broccoli, cauliflower, 
Um, those vegetables, you, you definitely want to cook those a little bit. They can be hard to digest and produce a lot of gas. Mm -hmm. Also kale, slightly steaming it, that'll help to break down the fiber. Um, so you have to be cautious, you know, and listen to your, your stomach. Yeah. Your stomach is talking to you all the time, whether it's you're hungry or something doesn't feel right. You know, we can't ignore that, those feelings and just kind of, you know, think that, oh, I'll pop an antacid and then, you know, you're just suppressing the symptoms. Mm -hmm. your, your body's whispering to you and if you don't listen, that whisper gets louder and louder until it is yelling at you. And then you're take you down. Right. And then you're in the hospital wondering what happened. Yeah. So, so you don't want it to get to that point. How do you feel about kombucha? Kombucha is great. Um, you know, also keep in mind if one fermented food doesn't feel too good for you, um, then either take it at a lower dosage or switch to another fermented food. Um, mm -hmm. There's also, um, you know, other things that are very helpful for the digestive tract is bone broth. It's going to give you protein as well as the collagen to help uh, rebuild the, the intestinal lining wall of your gut and help seal those gaps. Wow. Uh, as well as coconut. Coconut is excellent. Coconut products. So anything like coconut oil is excellent. Those fatty you cooking acids. Cooking it? Or... Yes, you can okay. cook in it. You can bake with coconut oil. Some people throw a little teaspoon of coconut oil into their smoothies. How about um, putting that in your coffee? Will that blunt the effects of <laughs> I'm yeah. just, I love coffee and I'm just like really torn because, you know, I I used to have two cups a day. I'm down to one cup a day. Right. But what can I do to blunt its effect? <laughs> It'll save my gut. Enjoy my coffee. Well, you know, the goal is to, at some point in your life, you, you do want to kind of wean yourself off of coffee because it has so many, um, it can cause so many health problems, more than yeah. just the digestive system. I mean, this would, that would take another podcast. We could, we could have another All podcast. coffee? Like no coffee is safe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. So the cleaner, the better. Okay. But no matter what, the, the chemical properties of of coffee and what it does to the digestive tract and the body as a whole, they're all negative. So there's really no benefit other than, you know, it, it keeps you in a fight or flight mode, which is not healthy for your hormones because you're, you know, it's like you're always being chased by a tiger. It's not really energy. It's, it's more so that your cortisol gets elevated and then that constant cortisol, high cortisol state Right, communicates to the body that you're under stress, you know. Mm -hmm. And then again, going back to being in a state of chronic stress is harmful for the gut, right? So we, that's why you don't want to necessarily drink coffee. So when when I talk to my clients and we start our, our my program, that's one of the things we start to work on is to remove the caffeine because it has such a detrimental effect in the in the digestive system, and it could be why they're having all these problems. So. Um, so if you can win off the coffee, that would be great, you know, but it's something to do in stages. The yeah. coconut is 
excellent because it has the fatty acids. It's excellent for brain functioning. There's so many studies on on coconut. Mm-hmm. Whether it's coconut flour or fresh coconut, coconut water, coconut milk. Um, it has so many benefits to the body. So it's an excellent way to certainly help yourself. But if you can help yourself even more <laughs> by getting off the caffeine. Caffeine then, in general. Yes, Just then you'll coffee. be in an elevated state. Okay. Uh, so I'll start. How about um, matcha, green tea? Matcha green tea is is certainly help. Kinder. Yes, it's definitely kinder to the gut. Okay. Um, it's really it's not so much coffee alone. It's yeah. caffeine right so okay. anything that has caffeine in it so it's going to be coffee it's going to be these sports drinks now mm. um even black tea is highly inflammatory because it has a high level of caffeine in it even though it might be a little bit less than coffee it's the caffeine that causes inflammation in the digestive tract so that's what the problem is more so than just coffee alone so is decaffeinated better it is better but then it's processed it's processed it's, yeah. the coffee is very processed right and then they have to put chemicals in it to extract yeah. the caffeine so yeah. then you're ingesting the chemicals okay so, yeah sorry <laughs> i know when we talk about coffee that's always like the downer but yeah. when you know i used to drink coffee for a long time and you know once i made the switch and and had that moment, that aha moment, like, oh, this is one of the things that's contributing to my health issues, then it was a game changer. It's like, oh, it's not, it's really not worth it. How long did you, did it take to wean yourself off of it? Oh, I did it instantly. I just did it cold turkey. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, it depends on how committed you are, but I can help people wean off gently. There's another approach. Yeah. And you have insider knowledge, insights. So you, I could see why you went cold turkey. Yeah. <laughs> um. yeah. So I like to take things slow and step by step. You know, depending on what state of health you're in, some people may need to take multiple steps. Some people may, may need to just take one step at a time. I suggest start with taking on a new habit for one week. Right, and that might look like um, drinking a fermented beverage like kefir, right, or or raw or um, raw goat's milk, or it might be um, yogurt that is digestible and has that A2 protein in it. You know, so ease into it, right? So you create this new habit, or it might just be a probiotic or digestive enzyme before you eat a meal and make a routine make it a habit stack it with your other behaviors so if you know in the morning you get up you know early you have a couple of glasses of water you hydrate and then you have a glass of your kefir or you take a probiotic supplement before you eat right and then as you progress you make that a daily habit and then the next week take on another new habit right start I would suggest starting with food because once you start to shift um, the things that you eat you start to remove the inflammatory foods slowly by slowly you replace it with healthier food options 
then you'll notice that okay I now have more energy I'm sleeping better my digestive system is calming down now I can take on other things so it might be more physical activity more movement right so it might be oh I can do some stretching in the morning for 15 minutes and then add on some maybe meditation a five-minute meditation the key is that you want to just slide in habits that are doable to your lifestyle to your time frame right and just stack them one by one because you don't want to make it so impossible for yourself that it becomes overwhelming and then you give up so I like to, to slide in particular habits and then maybe remove one or two habits in a week or so and then start to shift because it's really a journey it's not something you can do overnight you know I still have some bad habits that are not you know the best for me and it's a process you know but it's it is doable once you commit to it and it's so well worth it you know we only get one body we only get one brain one digestive system you know we are only here for a certain period of time in this world we might as well make the best of it and make the best choices we deserve nothing but the best when it comes to our health start now yes start now and so could you tell us about any your programs how people could reach you how you onboard your clients or tell us a little bit more about that absolutely so um, you can follow me on Instagram at Luki Gut Wellness. My website is also tailoryourwellness.com. And I have a 12-week pain-free gut solution program where I have weekly sessions with my clients and I give them absolutely the best information to transform their gut health. I walk them through making some changes with their food choices, I include supplementation as well as herbs and essential oils so that it's all natural non-toxic solutions and those things work synergistically with the body so that the body can improve its gut functioning. Um, and you could also certainly send me an email at tailoryourwellness at gmail and we can set up a time to talk in my sessions. My initial session is complimentary, so we can just talk about what your struggles and your goals are and how I can help you and see if my programs are fit for you. Excellent, and you work with people online, in person, both? So my program is virtual, so oh. we have virtual sessions, we do an online, um, a virtual session like this and or not like this, this is gonna be audio but um where we can see each other i like to see smiling faces um that's important to me and and um if you're local i'm in cincinnati ohio so if you're local we can certainly work out a way to um, meet um, in person as well so that is an option excellent well it's been very insights insightful thank you so much for coming on i've learned a lot and it was a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so you. much, Karina. I love talking with you. And uh, maybe I'll come back on to talk about yes, coffee. I would love to know about oils because I find oils very confusing. Which ones are good for us? Which ones should we, what should we look at when we're choosing an oil at the health food store? Because, you know, marketing 
could really confuse you and overwhelm you and you think you're making a good choice for yourself and your family but lo and behold it's not yeah well i can certainly talk about that too so excellent all right thank you for coming on jonah thank you karina take care be well let's sum that up but it's quite difficult because there's so many components that go into gut health but as Jonah says uh, start simply with your food and nutrition make gradual changes uh, stick to organic whenever possible non-gmo natural household cleaners and the big one manage stress I would definitely like to take Jonah up on her offer of coming back on a podcast and talking about clean coffee. What exactly is it? I'm very interested because I do love my coffee, but I'm gently, slowly trying to wean myself off of it and talking about cooking oils because I feel that labels are so misleading and just when you think you're making a good choice. Uh, you're really not. Uh, so it's very important for us to, to learn how to read our labels. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, family member, or someone who's trying to get on a healthier journey and reach out to me for your complimentary fitness consultation. I have a six-week program that focuses on building healthier habits. I'd love to tell you all about it and see if it's a good fit for you. You could reach me at standtallbreathedeep at gmail.com. Check me out on IG at standtallbreathedeep. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.